Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Epstein Chronicles. In this episode, we're diving right back into those court documents, and we're going to begin our look at the response to the motion to compel attorney-client communications and attorney work product materials. Case number 15-CV-07433-RWS. Virginia Roberts, Plaintiff, Glenn Maxwell, The Defendant. Plaintiff Virginia Roberts, by and through her undersigned counsel, hereby files this response to defendant's motion to compel all attorney-client communications and attorney work product placed at issue by plaintiff and her attorneys, DE-164. The motion should be denied in its entirety. Introduction. The defendant argues Ms. Roberts and two of her attorneys, Cassell and Edwards, have somehow placed at issue her confidential attorney-client communications, and therefore have made a sweeping waiver of attorney-client privilege in this case. Defendant, however, fails to cite the controlling law on this issue, Federal Rule of Evidence 502. Enacted in 2008, Rule 502 was designed to block exactly the kind of argument the defendant is making. Rule 502 provides the litigants are entitled to the most protective laws on attorney-client privilege, either state law where the disclosure was made, or federal law. The alleged disclosures in this case were made in Florida and under Florida law did not constitute any waiver of attorney-client privilege. Indeed, defendant does not reveal to the court that the Florida judge who handled the case during which the alleged waivers occurred, the Dershowitz case, has already considered and rejected their entirety the very argument that defendant is advancing here. In addition, None of the alleged disclosures were made by Ms. Roberts, who, as the holder of the privilege, is the only individual with authority to waive it. Moreover, none of the alleged disclosures concern the substance of confidential attorney-client communication. And finally, Ms. Roberts will not be seeking to introduce or otherwise take advantage of any confidential attorney-client communications in this case. Accordingly, for these and other reasons, the court should deny the defendant's motion in its entirety. The Factual Background The CVRA Case The facts relevant to this issue begin in 2008 when attorney Bradley J. Edwards, soon joined by co-counsel Professor Paul Cassell, filed a pro bono action in the Southern District of Florida under the Crime Victims' Rights Act, filed on behalf of Jane Doe No. 1 and later Jane Doe No. 2. The CVRA action alleged the federal government had failed to protect the rights of Jane Doe 1 and other similarly situated victims of sex offenses committed by Epstein. See Declaration of Sigrid McCauley at Exhibit 1 
can play it filed in Jane Doe 1 versus United States, number 08CV80736, Southern District of Florida, July 7, 2008. Jane Doe's 1 and 2 achieved many victories in that case, including a ruling that the CVRA rights of victims could apply before charges were filed. Doe's 1 and 2 versus United States, 817, F.SUPP, 2D, 1337, Southern District of Florida, 2011. That they had standing to challenge the non-prosecution agreement reached between the government, Nepstein, Jane Doe's 1 and 2 versus the United States, 950, FSUPP.2D, 1262, Southern District of Florida, 2013. And that plea negotiations were not protected from disclosure by any federal rule of evidence. Doe's versus United States, 749, F.3D, 1999, 11th Circuit, 2014. Congress also followed the developments in the case closely, recently amending the CVRA to ensure that the future crime victims receive notice of any non-prosecution agreement entered into by the government. See Pub L. 114.22, Title I, Section 113A, C and 1, May 29, 2015, 129, 240, 241, adding U.S. Code 18, Section 3771, A9, to give crime victims the right to be informed in a timely manner of any plea bargain or deferred prosecution agreement. On December 30, 2014, Cassell and Edwards filed a motion pursuant to Rule 21 for joinder in the action on behalf of two additional victims, Jane Doe 3 and Jane Doe 4. Jane Doe 3, Virginia Roberts, subsequently decided to reveal her name. The joinder motion argued that Jane Doe's 3 and 4 should be allowed to join the two existing plaintiffs in the action because they had suffered the same violations of their rights under the CVRA. Macaulay Declaration Exhibit 2, Jane Doe's 3 and 4 joinder motion to establish that they were victims of Epstein sex crimes withstanding to join the suit, Jane Doe's 3 and 4 alleged that they had suffered sexual abuse from Epstein. For example, Jane Doe 3 alleged that she had been forced by Epstein to have sexual relations with various persons, including Alan Dershowitz, who had been one of Epstein's defense attorneys, negotiating the non-prosecution deal and arranging to keep it secret from the victims. Macaulay Declaration Exhibit 2 at 4. Jane Doe 3 also alleged that defendant, i.e. Glenn Maxwell, had participated in the sexual abuse of Jane Doe number 3. Alan Dershowitz also filed a motion to intervene to contest the allegations. Jane Doe 3 filed a response to Dershowitz's intervention motion. Macaulay Declaration Exhibit 3, Response to Motion to Intervene. The response explained that the allegations against Dershowitz were relevant to at least eight separate issues in the CVRA case. ID at 1826. The response also explained some of the evidence supporting the allegations against Dershowitz, including sworn testimony from one of Epstein's household employees, Juan Alessi, that Dershowitz came pretty often to Epstein's Florida mansion and got massages while he was there. Sworn testimony from another of Epstein's household employees, Alfredo Rodriguez, that Dershowitz was present alone at the home of Epstein without his family in the presence of young girls. Invocations of the Fifth Amendment rights to remain silent by three of Epstein's identified co-conspirators, Sarah Kellen, Nadia Marcinkova, and Adriana Musinska. 
Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. When asked questions about whether Dershowitz had been involved with massages by the young girls, refusals by Jeffrey Epstein to discuss Dershowitz's involvement, but instead to invoke his Fifth Amendment right. Several months later, on April 7, 2015, the court, Mara J., denied Jane Doe 3 and Jane Doe 4's joinder motion. Macaulay Declaration Exhibit 4, order denying Jane Doe 3's motion to join. With regard to the eight separate issues as to which the allegations against Dershowitz were relevant, the court addressed only the first, establishing victim status, and found that the factual details regarding with whom and where the Jane Doe's engaged in sexual activities are immaterial and impertinent to this central claim, i.e. they were known victims of Mr. Epstein and the government owed them CVRA duties especially considering that these details involve non-parties who are not related to the respondent government, ID at five. Accordingly, the court struck the factual details from the victim's pleading as unnecessary at the time. The court specifically recognized, however, that the details could be reasserted by the parties to the action, i.e. Jane Doe 1 and Jane Doe 2, if they could demonstrate a good faith basis for believing that such details are pertinent to a matter presented for the court's consideration. Idea 6. Following the court's ruling, additional litigation has proceeded in the CVRA case. The Dershowitz case, while the CVRA case was moving forward in the Southern District of Florida on behalf of Jane Doe's 1 and 2, separate litigation developed between the pro bono attorneys who had filed the lawsuit, Cassell and Edwards, and Dershowitz. After the filing of the joinder motion in the CVRA case, Dershowitz, took to the airwaves and attacked not only Jane Doe 3, but also Cassell and Edwards. Typical of these attacks, one was leveled on CNN, in which Dershowitz alleged if they, Cassell and Edwards, had just done an hour's worth of research and work, they would have seen she is lying through her teeth. They're prepared to lie, cheat, and steal. These are unethical lawyers. They can't be allowed to have a bar card to victimize more innocent people. Hala Garani, CNN Live, January 5th, 2015. Cassell and Edwards then filed a state defamation action against Dershowitz in Broward County, Florida. See Macaulay Declaration Exhibit 5. Complaint in Edwards and Cassell versus Dershowitz. The complaint alleged that Dershowitz had engaged in a massive public media assault on the reputation and character of Cassell and Edwards. Idea 4. Miss Roberts was not a party to this defamation lawsuit. The Florida court rejects a waiver of attorney-client's privilege argument. As Cassell and Edwards... Florida defamation action moved forward, Dershowitz sought to make an argument that they had somehow waived their client, Ms. Roberts, attorney-client privilege. 
On September 8, 2015, Dershowitz filed a motion to compel Cassell and Edwards to produce documents and additional responses to interrogatories. Macaulay Declaration Exhibit 6, Motion to Compel. In his motion, Dershowitz argued that Cassell and Edwards have waived any privilege or protection that would otherwise attach to responsive documents and information by bringing this defamation action, placing at issue the truthfulness of Jane Doe No. 3's allegations against Dershowitz. Idea 3 and 5. In his motion and reply, pleading, Macaulay Declaration Exhibit 8, reply in support of motion to compel, Dershowitz argued that Cassell and Edwards' actions throughout the case constituted a waiver of attorney-client privilege. Cassell and Edwards responded, arguing that Ms. Roberts was not a party of the defamation action and that she was the only person who could waive her privilege. Macaulay Declaration, Exhibit 7, at 4 and 6. Response in opposition to the motion to compel. Cassell and Edwards also argue that there had been no waiver because confidential attorney-client communications with Ms. Roberts were not an issue in the defamation's case. Cassell and Edwards also later filed a surreply, further elaborating on the argument that Ms. Roberts had not waived any attorney-client privilege by publicly discussing her sexual abuse by Epstein and his associates. Macaulay Declaration, Exhibit 9. Sir, reply in support of opposition to motion to compel. Cassell and Edwards also explained that communications with Ms. Roberts were protected not only beginning in March 2014, but even earlier than that date when Ms. Roberts understood that she was obtaining legal services from Cassell and Edwards. Following this extensive briefing on waiver issues, on December 8, 2015, the Florida court, Lynch J., ruled denying Dershowitz's argument that attorney-client privilege had been waived. Macaulay Declaration, Exhibit 10. Order denying motion to compel. Specifically, the court denied the motion to compel, explaining pre-March 2014 communications are protected by the work product privilege and the witness has not waived the communications that were protected by the attorney-client privilege. Also, there was no waiver by Cassell and Edwards by filing the suit. All right, folks, we're going to wrap up with part one there, and in the next episode, we'll pick up with part two. All of the information that goes with this episode can be found in the description box. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.